everybody. Welcome to Heading Back to the Window, the NFL edition, week 14. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together, our mission is to help you head back to the window as you cash your tickets and get on with your life, get ready to spend all that money on Christmas shopping. So, Scott, we're a little late today. I take full responsibility for that. It took me, uh, I had to, as you'll notice, you see my backdrop is kind of tilted. Uh, I had to go jack up the side of the apartment to try to even the floor out. And uh, No, actually, the camera is just, uh, um, I I set it up new every shot, every time, because it's in my office and I put things away. Anyway, so I have to set the camera up each time and... For some reason, it just never goes back. I got spots and marks on the floor and all that, yes, but for whatever reason, it's just it's a struggle. It's my life is a struggle. Hey, how's your day going? Got any uh, got any winners, losers yet? Anything going on? That was a hell of a story, by the way. Oh, thanks. Riveting. Thanks very much. Riveting stuff. That's the kind of story uh, but, I tell when we have one viewer, by the way. <laughs> As we wait for yeah, others to get here. For me, no, nothing much. Ended up making a late UFC video last night, so I'm ready for the actual card starting in a couple of hours. Besides that. No, nothing really. I kind of kicked myself for not taking Ohio State against my Wisconsin Badgers because Wisconsin was obviously going to get killed on the road against Ohio State, but I did not have any money on that. Now I'm just waiting for uh, some Army-Navy action. I kind of I kind of had a, uh, not really a call to cops, but it was, a, it was a, I had Louisiana Tech in one of the early games covering 11, and... They struggled the whole game. They're actually behind at halftime. They they stepped on the gas in the second half. They're up by nine. I get the I get the foul with 14 seconds left. They go to the line. They sink them both. I've got a, I've got the miracle push, Scott. It's the first time they've been close to the number all day. All they have to do is just not let Lafayette go down there and score. And of course, instead of going down and you know taking the desperation three pointer. They just let Lafayette drive right to the basket for the easy layup, and uh, they win by nine. And the ticket goes poof. So that, uh, yeah, that sucked. Hey, Brad Crawford. break your heart. I know. Brad Brad Crawford's here. Late arrival, but he's here. We were late too, Brad. So, yeah, don't feel bad. It's that kind of lazy Saturday. Colder than colder than shit where I am. I don't know. How is it? Cold up there in Long Island, Scott? Uh, I believe it's room temperature. Um, you've been outside. I'm going to keep making jokes about being indoors. So, you know, if you're going to keep setting me up like that, I'm going to keep, you know, going with it. Have you been outside this week? Uh, this week? Yes. Okay. All right. You have been out. That's good to know. That is good to know. So let's get rolling, man. It's NFL. It's week 14. It's, it's the kind of the equivalent of moving day. If you were to put it in PGA terms, Scott, it's kind of, it's kind of Saturday, if you will. And, uh, everybody's getting ready to make their moves setting up for the last four weeks or the Sunday play, if you will, to stretch that analogy even further. So we'll uh, update our little contest that we have going. Scott was the victor on the college football side. Congratulations. You made up for your uh, your late season collapse last year while uh, I am currently in the lead on our NFL picks. And last week I oh, had... That's the- right. We're going to have to... Re- we have to recap the final standings of those because we don't have another college show. I know we kind of, I was thinking about that as I was as I was getting ready to preparing the NFL show that I kind of uh dropped the ball on that that we really didn't put together a, a tie the bow on it we we said on the show like 
yes, you've we, got, we you've could got the for lead. one of the bowl game videos we're gonna do. I guess we could wrap it up for the first one. Maybe we'll just do it for every bowl game video. How about that? Uh, we'll just do it. Uh, Brad wants to know if I went to see the Rouge last night. No, because a massive cold front came in about six o'clock local time, about an hour before the game tipped off, and it was colder than shit. And I saw it was coming on the news. I'm like. I'm not going to go do that. Park like nine miles and then walk and walk in the cold. Like, nope. If it was, if it would have stayed the same temperature it was all day, I would have gone. But because uh, I'm a, I'm just, I, I'm not just so much lazy as I just don't like being uncomfortable. That's, that's what's happened to my old age, Scott. I'll still walk the, the couple blocks. I don't care. But if it's cold, fuck it. I'm not doing it. I'm staying home and uh, checking it out on TV. So. Sorry, Ruse did well. Ruse, uh, Ruse covered the number. I probably would have bet against them. So I didn't. I didn't really think they would be able to. They're that good. You know, I'm so I'm so jaded. The Ruse being terrible, though. So if the Ruse ever have a successful season, it's going to catch me completely by surprise. And I I probably won't believe it until they cut down the nets as they play one shining moment. I'm still going to say, well, fuck that team's overrated. They're really not that good. Uh, we got, oh, they got tornadoes in St. Louis last night. Yeah, I saw that, uh, I saw that they had tornado watches and warnings. And then I woke up this morning and saw like the Kentucky had been devastated. I assumed that was the same, uh, I assumed that was the same storm front that, that blasted Kentucky. Jesus, what a tragedy, man. That's, that's awful. And yeah, in December it's, it's, there's snow in Hawaii. There's tornadoes in December. Good times, Scott. <laughs> I understand it's 72 inside where you are, though, so that's what's important. Something like that. I actually heard it snowed in Vegas a couple of days ago, so really interesting weather all around, which, you know, is going to happen well, when we're in the middle of the Well, you know what? We always said that if we ever hit seven in a row, we weren't sure that hell would freeze over, but it's <laughs> snowing in Vegas is getting mm -hmm. close. It's getting close to hell freezing over right there, so... Uh, that takes, uh, so I had, I had the Giants and the Dolphins under 39 and a half. I think they put up six points on it. No, I think they were 20 to nine was the final there. It was, a, it was a sweat free winner. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah. It, it, 39 and a half. It was still a sweat free winner. You on the other hand, sir, uh, you had the Pittsburgh Steelers team total under 20. How'd that go for you? Uh, they scored 17 points in the fourth quarter and Lane did 20. So I got a push out of it. Call the cops, call the cops, right? Shell got a push. So that takes me on the season to seven, four, and one. We did take a week off when you went to Vegas to check and see if it was snowing, apparently. Uh, and uh, so seven, four, and one. You are five, six, and one. Still, still in search of the elusive five hundred record. But uh, Godspeed, good, good Lord willing, in the creek don't way. rise. You'll get there, buddy. So let's kick it off with uh, with our NFL show. Say hi to everybody that stopped by. Joan is here. Good to see you, Joan. Out there in PA, I assume it's cold there as well. Der Underman checking in as well. Excellent. Well, Scott, speaking of Vegas, let's talk about Vegas as we've got the Las Vegas Raiders headed right down the street from yours truly as they take on the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. Geha Field at Arrowhead, whatever the hell it is, I don't know. It's uh, Chiefs nine and a half. I do know that. And the total on that is 48. Scooter, don't look now, but Chiefs playing some defense. Whew, who'd have thunk it, man? Uh, last five games, giving up 11.2 points per game. Of course, the offense, not broken despite what you say, but they are uh, they are slumping a bit. They have had some bad breaks. 
Uh, they're just averaging 23 points per game. Of course, 41 of those came against who? Las Vegas. So take away that Las Vegas game. The other four games are averaging less than 19 points. Not a good look at all. Can the defense for the Kansas City Chiefs keep playing that way, Scott? Or is it fool's gold? I think they can keep playing that way. The question is, is Kansas City's offense going to struggle? Or is it going to play well against the Raiders again? Because the offense, with the exception of the Raiders game, has been a mess for about two months, yeah. give or take. It, so, it, it really hasn't looked right all season. It's just something's been out of sync. It's not. Uh, it, it's it's still fine. It's still better than average, but it's not the offense that we've been used to seeing the last couple of years for for whatever yeah, so, reason. A lot of the same personnel, but you know. For me, I'm looking at the under just because I do think his defense fans will play better especially outdoors because you're playing in a dome in vegas that definitely helps out but i do think that kansas city's defense which fared well against Carr the first time around will fare well once again and i do think that the winter feel in kansas city will have some impact on the offense so i don't expect kansas city to drop 40 again give me the under as for the actual spread here i'm gonna go with kansas city because i still don't think the raiders are very good I'm doing the same. I'm I'm gonna I'm 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 loath to you know thread the needle to cover try to cover a big spread and play an under, but I think that's exactly what's gonna happen here. I think you've got I think you've got somewhere in the neighborhood of you know 20, 27 to ten, uh something something like that. So I'll I'll play the Chiefs to cover and the under as well. And man, we'll just get rid of all the tension right at the right off the top, Scott. We we'll talk about your favorite team next, and that's gonna be the New York Jets. As, I don't know if they're favorite team. They're your local team. They're the team that you follow locally. Jets are uh, are hosting the New Orleans Saints. Saints on the road laying five and a half. Forty three is the number here. Man, both of these teams not a good last month and a half or so. New Orleans zero and five last five. Jets one and four over that stretch. They are bleeding points. Both of these defenses are dreadful. The Jets cannot stop turning the football over. They are minus 16 in turnover margin. That's not good. Any so, To be trite, Scott, something's got to give. Uh, tell me how you don't just play the, play, the, play the Jets and the points at home and hold your nose. Because uh, I'm taking the Saints. Okay. Minus the points. All right. uh, just looking at the spot here, I think it's a decent spot for New Orleans. They played on Thursday night, have a couple extra days of rest. Taysom Hill, we know, isn't a real quarterback. But luckily for the Saints, the Jets can't stop the run, as we've seen time and time again. So I do think that Hill should have some success. They're getting Kamara back. We know how big of a deal Kamara is in that offense. He's at least some weapon that the Saints really didn't have for the last month and change. The defense for the Saints we do know is good, though. I think Wilson's going to struggle. It'll be a hideous game. Don't get me wrong. But I do think that the Jets will score around 13 points in this game. I think the Saints can do enough to get to around 23. So I'm going to take the Saints in the under. Okay. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to directly fade you. I'm going to take the, uh, the Jets in the over. It's, it's really the clash of the awful, awful offenses against the awful defenses. Who, who do you think is going to blink? I think there'll be more bad breaks. I think the Jets can't stop turning the ball over. Um, I think there's going to be at least one short field, if not a pick six for Taysom for the, uh, for New Orleans. I'm it. just kind of curious why you like the over there. If you think Taysom Hill stinks like I do, and you think the Jets are terrible as well, because I think I I think it's going to be a day where bad offenses are better than the bad defenses. It's you've got to okay. pick you've got to pick one, Scott. You, you you pick. 
I think the bad defenses are going to step up, and I think. Are we sure the Saints' defense is bad? Uh, well, if you if you judge I don't it by think that's a bad unit. Well, we keep saying that, and they keep giving up a shit ton of points. So, I don't know that. What they do against Dallas, though? They weren't bad against Dallas last week. I thought they were fine. Were they fine? Yeah. What they do? What they do? That was wrong. Dak was off the entire night. You had one long pitch play to Pollard. But I thought the Saints did a pretty good job considering the fact that Hill had four interceptions, some of them were short fields, and one was a pick six. Well, he's... I didn't think the Saints' defense was bad last week. Well, you know what? They were they were better than they had been against Dallas. But Yeah, Buffalo killed them. I'm more Buffalo, Buffalo killed them. Buffalo but... killed them. Philly killed them. They gave up 27 to Atlanta. They gave up 23 to Tennessee. It's just not it's just not a good look. By the way, I, by the way, I did take uh I, t- I couldn't resist. I did take the Tigers plus 23 and a half against KU. Joan wants to know where my Dallas shirt is. I burned it. Our bet was to wear it one time. I don't have to. I don't have to pollute my soul with that every week. No, I do. I do still have it. I'm, I might pull it out here for luck, something like that. Uh, Thomas Bo, good to see you, Thomas. He's uh, Thomas always on top of the uh, of the public bets, and this week it is the Titans, Seahawks, and Chargers, uh, and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, sounds about right. Joan says New Orleans has to bounce back. Has to. Okay. Well, I mean, they had to for the last month, but I do think having Kamara back is a huge addition. It is. And uh, yeah, this is a Jets defense that's been obviously worse than uh, yeah. the Saints for the entire season. So, and they are giving up uh, a shit ton of rushing yards. So, certainly, mm. certainly what New Orleans wants to do there, I'll just go, I'll just go the other way just to be contrarian. San Francisco at Cincinnati. I found this game to be the hardest one on the entire board. Well, it's it's two teams that you uh, you're not really sure what their identity is. They've they've stepped up. They've they've fallen back. So it's a lot of we talk about it with a lot of these games. Which team is going to show up? Um, Crash, by the way, good to see Crash Landon here. He's a Saints fan, and uh, he says they're going to bounce, bounce. We're going to bounce back next year. I agree. I mean, you guys got to find a quarterback. Or keep Jameis healthy. I think Jameis is good enough. If that defense is as good as we thought they were, um, I think Jameis is good enough to take you to the to take you to the Super Bowl. Um, the truth is, it's a mix because New Orleans, besides the fact that Sean Payton has kind of underachieved with the core that they had in the past, when you're kind of in cap hell, you don't really have much of a choice. The Hill contract's an absolute joke. You're supposed to have Michael Thomas, who hasn't played a single game this season and he was your best receiver. So you're missing your best quarterback and your best wide receiver, and your best running back missed about a month. So I'm really not surprised the Saints fell apart because the injury report was pretty brutal for them all season long. Well, and they had, and they had O-line problems as well. Yeah, of course. So yeah. uh, as far as this game goes, as far as the San Francisco, uh, the Niners and the Bengals, yeah, I, I'm with you because just about the time you thought the Niners were – going to uh, be a factor there in the NFC West. They just beat the shit out of the Rams. They uh, did what you're supposed to do against Jacksonville. They got past Minnesota, of course. Uh, Then they go to Seattle. Big game there with a division opponent, a division opponent that's played terrible football this year. And they shit the bed, Scott. They go up there and and lose to the Seahawks. Uh, can't, Can't run the football. And now I don't know what we have with this team. Uh, as far as the Bengals go, they uh, had a game where I thought they were going to show up against the Chargers, and they let it get away from them and tried to mount a late comeback only to turn the ball over and lose by 
20, whatever it was. So, you know what? Which team do you believe in? I feel like I would pick the Bengals if Burrow was fully healthy, but I do have serious question marks about that injury he has to his finger because you can tell in the second half he clearly did not look right. And I don't know if it was officially ruled broken or if it was just severely sprained. But you can tell, though, that his throwing just mechanics or just his actual accuracy was definitely not as sharp in the second half as it was in the first half. Right. The 49ers are missing Mitchell, who's their best running back. They still have Jeff Wilson, who struggled in spot starts the season. The offensive line is still good. This is why I find it so difficult, because I don't trust either of these teams on a week-in, week-out basis. But, oh, boy. Um, I know, right? I'm going to go with the Niners. I have a hard time trusting Burrow with the finger issue. But you can make a case either way. If you think I'm betting on this game, you're out of your mind. Let's put it that way. See, and this is a San Francisco team that when they were when they were humming, when they were doing well, they were just absolutely shutting down the running game. Mm-hmm. So they have the capability, they have the defense to be able to contain Mixon because that's going to be the key, especially if Burrow's banged up and it's you know a finger thing. It's not like it's not like you sit around with uh, you take treatments and you. You do all the electrical. I mean, it's you know, if you got a broken finger, you got a fucking broken finger, and there's nothing you can do about it. So, I mean, obviously there is. I mean, the treatment that I'm going to get for broken finger, the treatment Joe Burrow's going to get, obviously going to be a little bit different. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? At the, at the core of it, it's still a broken bone, and it has to heal. So, is that is that official? Have you seen that? It is an officially a broken finger, Scott. That's the thing is, I don't know if it's officially ruled broken or not, but all I know is that it was giving him serious discomfort, and it seemed to be plaguing him the entire second half. Now, if it's some sort of a ligament issue or you know a joint thing, that could get better in a week. So I'd really like to know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go the other way here. I'm just gonna play. I'm gonna play the home team. I'm gonna play the home dog in in this spot. I know home home team hasn't meant shit this season, but. Uh, I'll go. I'll I'll take the Bengals and count on Burrow snapping back to eighty five percent, which I think will, I think will be good enough to get it done. As far as the to- as far as the total goes, I had confidence in this Bengals up uh, defense up until about two three weeks ago, and I haven't been impressed lately. So I think it's going to, oddly enough, turn into a bit of a shootout. I'll take the over. I am actually going to lean to the under. I'm going fully disagreement here, but I don't trust Garoppolo. I don't know if Debo Samuel's going to play, so that'll hurt the offense as well. But Cincinnati, I do think, is going to struggle offensively with Burrow's injury. So I think they might try to run the ball more. I expect more long-sustaining drives involving some handoffs. So I'm actually going to go with the under in this one. All right, very good. Uh, J.C. Stone says, thoughts and prayers to anybody looking to bet the NFL. Well, that's certainly that's certainly been the case for me this season. I'm not going to lie. It's uh, we've talked about it before. It's uh, it's uh, I haven't been riding the struggle bus. I've been driving it. I've been driving the struggle bus in NFL this year, Scott. So looking to turn it around though, bud. As, as hopefully, as some of these teams maybe reveal themselves a little bit more. Get more actionable information. You should have more data points. Blah blah blah. We'll see. Uh, here's one that I'm certainly pretty thrilled about. I found this one to be a little bit difficult just because of the number. It's the Jags and the Titans. Titans at home throwing eight and a half. Forty three and a half is the number. By the way, in your lifetime, do you remember seeing a week in the NFL with totals this low? I don't think there's anything over forty eight and a half. 
Uh, I would say no. I know that NFL games have trended under for the majority of the season, so it seems like the odds makers are adjusting, whether it's an overcorrection or just an accurate one. So no, I'm not fully surprised by it because you have seen games trend under. But is there any way you can like the over with a game involving the Jaguars? Because I can't. No, you can't do that with that with that offense. Rick Ruler says it's like two friends having a beer and taking a piss over the fence. <laughs> I'm all right with the first part. I don't know about just hanging out and taking a piss. I guess I'll take it. That's cool. Um, you, you ever pee outside? Hey, you, you seem like a guy that may not have ever peed outside. Have you ever peed outside in your life? Of course. Okay. Why wouldn't you have? I, I don't know, because you're from Long Island, and you went to school where it's colder than shit. When you, when you got to go, you got to go. <laughs> All right, know? fair enough. You got to go, you got to go. All right, good enough. <laughs> have you camped? Have you, have you gone camping, like, in a tent and shit? I think once, but it wasn't, like, a family thing. It was a camp thing. Okay. All right, cool. I've never been a big outdoors guy, believe it or not. No, I I, I totally p- I picked up on that vibe. That's why, that's why I asked that question. I mean, because, you know, you're a city guy. It's not it's not like you're an uncultured swine, ain't never been camping. You're just you're just from the city, and I'm, I'm always used to... I'm always curious to the exposure to quote-unquote country stuff from people that live, like, in a big city. Like, I live in a city, but you live, like, where there's nothing but fucking city for, you know. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, all right. So... As far as this one goes, Scott, yeah, I think we can agree. Uh, I like the I like the under there. Are you surprised Tannehill hasn't been better? That he hasn't picked up more of the slack since, um, uh, uh, since Derrick Henry's gone out. I feel like you can make a case no because throughout his entire time with Tennessee, the offense was predicated on the ground game and that set up the play action. So even though Tannehill's getting paid to do a lot through the air. I never thought of Tennessee as being an offense that would succeed because of the passing game. So uh, I am not surprised that when the offense became one-dimensional, Tannehill struggled because the defense was no longer kept off guard. And suddenly, instead of crashing the box every time, he had a lot less open windows to throw the ball to. Yeah, see, that was just like we had, like like if we had rehearsed an answer in, a, in an exchange to make my point, that would be gone exactly the same way. Yes, exactly right. Tannehill has made a living off of the play-action pass, faking it to the very real threat of Derrick Henry busting it for 70 yards at any point in time. Well, I guess not if you're on the other side of the 30, but I digress. So, yeah, they're absolutely keying on Tannehill in this offense, and it hasn't been going well for Tennessee do they do the unthinkable, Scott? Do they lose to Jacksonville at home here? Is there is there any shot of that? I mean, this is a team that well, lost at home Houston to Houston. Before, That's so what I'm saying. Possible. If you if you're dropping a game by nine to Houston and you're at home, I think anything is possible. Although this Jacksonville team, they showed that they showed that little something. You know, a lot of teams you talk about you have a little hangover the next week. Maybe if you win your first game or you have a big victory, like. Well, they'll have, have a letdown spot in the next game. Uh, Jacksonville, after their big victory over Buffalo, has had a fucking letdown month. They have played four uh, pretty dreadful games. I guess they, they were kind of in it against Indy, but that was just a really a fight to beat the number or not for the most part in that game. But they were non-competitive against San Francisco. They let Atlanta take care of them, and then they just didn't show up at all on the road against the Rams. So... If uh, t- death taxes in the under, I think is is the play here. But as far as the side goes, 
Jesus Christ. Uh, I'll take the eight and a half. I'm going. I'm going Tennessee. Okay, of course you are. I'm going Tennessee just because I think Jacksonville's a lost cause. This is one of those like if somebody says, uh, you know, what, gun to your head, what do you bet? If some, gun to my head on this one, I'd say how many bullets are in there. So that's a fair question. It's just this is just awful. Um, Oscar and Felix, that's pretty close. I, I like, yeah, yeah. I don't hate that. Can you can you get behind that, Scott? Uh, yeah, I can get behind that. Okay, I'm not as. I don't think I'm quite as much of a slob in, in far as like housekeeping and shit as Oscar, but yeah, I could see that. Although you're certainly a much bigger sports fan than Felix, and uh, so yeah, but yeah, I'll take that analogy. So yeah, I man, we're we're all over. usually it's you and I like it's kumbaya and like I'm playing. Oh, well, you agree on the under in that one? Yeah, just from a spread perspective, Jacksonville's just such. A- yeah. Are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. All right, I don't know if that was you or me locking up. If, if it didn't lock up on you, it must have been me. Browns minus three at home against the Ravens. An intriguing battle there in the AFC North. Browns minus the three. So that basically they've got them even in this one. And 43 and a half is the positively AFC North-like number there. Ha! Luka Doncic's out, by the way. Scott just had that come across the desk for tomorrow. Um, for those of you that uh, play the Mavs. So, the Ravens, real or pretenders, buddy? Oh, boy. I'm assuming everybody's a pretender because I can't trust anybody. You? <laughs> I, I don't trust anyone. Am I wrong for being a, a kind of, a, I'd say, a little bit paranoid? Annoyed about teams because it seems like every team has fallen apart at some point this season. You said that. You said that, not me. But yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, it does seem like every team is. Every team has been the dad that left and then a, a occasionally comes back. You know, it's it's been a real roller coaster ride with a lot of these teams, especially on defenses. On defense, uh, Brad Crawford said, "I got arrested for peeing in the back of a bar. Car, car rolled up in the alley two store. Well, you just got a fine. That's lucky because I used to have a buddy of mine." that got like the low level sex offender charge because he peed on a wall in a like in the midtown shopping area and they call him and it like they it was a whole deal and he was that fucking had the this sex offender thing on there. So yeah, if you got out with a fine for peeing, yeah, that's absolutely uh give you I give you guys props for putting yourself out there handicapping every game a tough gig. It is. It is. We we have fun doing it, but as far as uh, trying to make money, don't try this at home. No, no, don't. We don't. And make no mistake, we don't bet every game. If we, if some of these games we talk about how reluctant we are to play, there is in no way, shape, or form are we betting on them. But uh, yeah, we've we're opinionated fuckers. We've got we've got thoughts on literally every game. So why why not share them with anybody that wants to stop by and listen? Scott, this Baltimore team, they have really struggled. Um, Last week against Pittsburgh, I just they could get nothing going. They struggled on. the week before against Cleveland too. Yeah, they did. They they got it. They won ugly there against Cleveland. They're not running the football, buddy. They're not running the football well. They've uh, for whatever reason, and it's probably a lack of running backs would be my guess. This is uh, the wheels have kind of come off the running game, and and much like the situation with Tannehill, when they when you key on Lamar Jackson to throw the football. You can make good things happen on defense, and that's exactly what's been happening. Um, 
Cleveland, like you said, they were able to pick up the victory at home over Cleveland a couple of weeks ago. Now we've got the immediate rematch. Does it? Does do you just bet the other way in this one? I'm going with Cleveland. I know Cleveland hasn't really had much success against Baltimore. I don't know ever, but right. I do think that it's a pretty good spot for Cleveland. Uh, of course, they had the off week last week. Uh, Baltimore had the heartbreaking loss of the Steelers, but the more heartbreaking part is the injury to Marlon Humphrey because their secondary went from one guy to non-existent very, very quickly. And even though Cleveland was awful offensively in that game against Baltimore a couple weeks ago, so was Baltimore. So yeah. if I have question marks about Baltimore's offense and the secondary is awful, then don't I have to take Cleveland at home? Yeah. Yeah, I think that, I think that's I, I think that's solid logic. And, you know, I think at this point, I think the Cleveland defense is better. I know that's kind of sacrilege to say, but I think... Well, it might have to be. Who's Baltimore's corners? Right. They've they've had that problem, you know, all since before the season when Marcus Peters went down and uh, the other one went down. You've lost, Of course, they gave... They got uh, Judon left. So yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a shell of what it was last year. Uh, Rick says he's a Rick Ruler says he's a f- former Bengals season ticket holder. Take the Niners. Fuck now you tell me. Jesus, that was like four picks ago. That's that's carved in stone. We've already we've already sent that one up the tube to corporate offices. It's over. Uh, Zewak Harder says no bet. Stay away from this game. Yeah, I don't even know which game he's talking about. Whether it's this one or the last one, but I agree with it. Which whichever one it is for this one. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns in a rematch as well. And I want no part of an over involving Baltimore. So I will take the under. Scott? I'm going with the under. Uh, I know he just roasted Baltimore's defense, but I still don't exactly trust the offense to light it up, so to speak. And I definitely don't trust Mayfield to light it up. I expect an ugly game, but I do think Cleveland will find some success on the ground. Hopefully they get Kareem Hunt more involved because he was really good in the first meeting and they just seem to stop using him in the second half, and I really have no idea why. So I'm hoping that he'll get more touches. Landry actually looked pretty good in the first game, so there were some holes in this Ravens pass defense. And I'm going to go with the Browns in the under. I think the defense holds. Give me a pretty ugly game of, I'd say, 24-17. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds about right. I think that's going to be another – I think it's going to be another knife fight in the alley. Is uh, Carter says Baltimore. Okay, all right, fair enough. And you'll be on the, you'll be on the right side fading us there, bud. Uh, Rick Ruler going to be shocked if Baltimore no, wins, no, but I got to look at the injury report. Rick Ruler says if you can't piss behind a bar, where can you piss? Uh, I don't. You want to tell him or should I? The bathroom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there is a spot that they have picked out for you. I'm just saying, but yeah, when you got to go, you got to go. Panthers hosting the Falcons, two of our all-time favorites. Panthers laying two and a half, 41 is the number there. My prediction is not only is this uh, you're going to play the Panthers here, it's going to be your play of the week. No, you're not going to back the Panthers. Uh, no, I do like the Panthers here. Yeah. But if you think I'm taking Cam Newton as a play of the week, you're out of your damn mind. No, like, I know. Th- That is not on the cards for me. I like the under I, uh... because I don't trust either quarterback, but I'm going to go with Carolina because Atlanta's a team that – has the better quarterback in this matchup, which is something you cannot actually say very often them to any other team besides maybe Carolina. But I do like Carolina's defense a lot more than Atlanta's. I do think that the ground game should have some success as long as the, the Panthers don't expect Newton to throw the ball all the time. 
I think they'll be fine. But I'm mostly just expecting Matt Ryan to look awful against Carolina again. He'll be running for his life. They can't protect him. Give me Carolina. Give me the under. Okay. That's exactly that's exactly what I've got picked out in this one. Carolina in the under. I, I don't have a ton of faith in Cam Newton. I don't see that offense getting a lot going. But I think the defense is uh, going to be able to impose their will there for the most part on the Falcons. Brad says, 30 years ago, now you get caught peeing in public sex offender. Yeah, absolutely. I can... I can I've got, a, yeah, like I said, I got a buddy. Same thing happened, man. Brutal. Um, your other team, Scott. Must be nice to get two teams. Cowboys. Oh, they both suck. Yeah, that's 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 the only caveat there. Cowboys. That's the kicker. Headed to our uh, nation's capital to take on the Washington football team. Cowboys, four and a half point road favorites. Washington, at the total here is 48, buddy. 48. So... I don't know. Uh, not too long ago, I was ready to anoint Dallas easily the best team in the NFC. Not positive they aren't still the best team in the NFC, but they certainly uh, have in had... The NFC East or the entire conference? <laughs> yeah, well, they've given us a little pause for concern with a couple of... Uh, a brutal loss there against Vegas and a ridiculously bad performance against well, their, by their offense against the Chiefs where they managed to put up nine points. Uh, does the AFC West just own this team, or is that the problem, Scott? I think the issue with Dallas is the fact that the defense still is very good. I know that Dan Quinn has done a pretty good job as a defensive coordinator, but there's really not much talent on this unit. Of course, you have Diggs, who gets a bunch of interceptions. He gets burned half the time, but he gambles and he gets interceptions. And Parsons is nuts. So we know that those two guys are really good if not just Parsons but they got some talent on there the pass rush has been underwhelming you've had some injuries Randy Gregory is still as far as I know not playing Demarcus Lawrence came back last week I'm sure a lot of people didn't realize he came back because he didn't do anything so people didn't realize that he was back in the fold as for the offense they have been hit or miss because Dak is definitely not as mobile as he used to be and the offensive line has been weaker than in years past so it seems like the Cowboys have struggled with pass protection. They've struggled when it comes to really running the ball with Elliott because I think Pollard's the better running back. And Pollard is now injured and might not play in this game. So they might have to give Elliott 20-something carries, even though he's basically on one leg out there. Mike McCarthy guaranteed a win. So you know what that means. I'm taking Washington plus the points. It's the dreaded vote of confidence. Why would I want to lay four and a half here? Fernando Encina says it's better to be pissed off than pissed on. I highly agree with that. That I, is true. But why would I want to lay four and a half with the, with the Cowboys with an injured running back core, an underwhelming offensive line against a Washington team that's actually been playing good defense lately and seems to be clicking at the right time? I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm with you here. And there, there are just too many questions on the uh, as, as far as Pollard goes because – You've got you, they're arguably their two best players, Par, Par, uh, Pollard and Parsons, um, are questionable for this one. So I'm guessing they're going to both suit up. I I would not be surprised if Pollard misses because he's got a pretty bad injury to his foot. Okay, um, but I'm I'm with you as far as the football team. They've been playing good ball, Scott. Don't look now; they've won and covered four straight. Um, after that after that debacle there in Denver where they got nothing going, they've actually been competent and they've been competent on defense so that's kind of the defensive unit that we've been waiting all year for them to show up so i'll i'll play the uh, i'll ride the 
the hot hand here at home, and I'm with you. I'll take I'll take Washington. I'll take the four and a half. As far as the total goes, I think it I think it stays under. I'm not I'm not convinced this Dallas offense is uh, hitting on all cylinders right now, especially if Pollard doesn't go. I'll take the under. I'm going to go with the under as well. I feel like the deciding factor of this game, which is why I like the under and Washington correlated, is the fact that, you know, Washington can run the ball with Gibson. They really want to milk the clock. We've seen Washington have a lot of long-sustaining drives. Main example is the Tampa Bay game when they went on that 90-something-yard drive to milk about, what was that, 12 minutes? Yeah. To, yeah, Just to win the game pretty much. But I do think live. that Washington will run the ball, yeah, try to drain clock, and hopefully win a defensive battle. So I think it's going to be a close game. I'm not picking this game to be a blowout for Washington, but I do like a 23-20 type of game where Washington sneaks it out, maybe a field goal at the buzzer. But I do think that you will see the Cowboys have moments in this game and come up short. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Quinn, uh, not a good coach for the uh, Falcons. I don't know if you can argue how bad he was, though. Yes, they blew the Super Bowl, but they made it to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there were worse coaches out there. He's the D.C. Dallas now? Yeah. yeah. I think he's done a pretty good job, considering the fact the unit was god-awful last year. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> Brad Brad wants to clarify that he, the line was long. No, dude, we're not. We're just busting your balls. Like, two guys at the fence would be busting each other's balls. I find it interesting, though. It's called a bathroom, but there's no bath, and it's called the restroom, and people don't sleep in there. What is the deal? with You can't park on the parkway and drive on the driveway. Yeah. Um, all right, so you and I... I, all... I had a friend of mine who worked at a... I, I had a friend of mine who worked at a place that uh, made fire hydrants. Couldn't park anywhere near the place. Thank you. That's... You're welcome. <laughs> Good night, everybody. It's, Steve, it's, a little, night. it's a little Stevie Wright. <laughs> Very nice. A little bit. Seahawks laying eight and a half. My God, who could the Seahawks possibly be eight and a half points better than, Scott? Oh, is it the Texans? Yes, it is. You want to lay the Seahawks with eight and a half on the road? 40 and a half is the total because somebody's got to score in this game. Oh, my God. I like the under again. Yeah, I'm sensing a theme here, buddy, but you're absolutely right. I don't even know if I like an over so far. Have I actually liked an over up to this I'm point? Not sure. I'll go back and check here in a second. Yeah, Seattle. Nine I'm pretty their, sure I've taken every under. Nine of their 12 games have gone under the total. So, yeah, I, 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 don't, see how you, I don't see how you get away from it. Um, and then they're going up against the Texans with, um, no, you played all unders. Mills. I played well. Fuck, I'm, I'm not much. I've better. got all under. I played one. Un, I played one over. God, we suck. <laughs> We're yep. gonna, somebody's going to score some points. We're going to do stupid, but yeah. But I think you have two over. It ain't going to be this do you, game. Do you have the San? Do you have the San Francisco under or over? I got the over. Then you have two because you have the Jets over as well. Did I write that down wrong? Where the fuck did they go? You said you like the over and the oh, Jets. Oh, I. Oh no, you're right. You're right. You're right. I hadn't. Uh, never mind. Yeah, it was on my sheet wrong. Yes. Uh, as far as this one goes, yeah, Davis Mills. The under is certainly the play. That's the that's the easy part. Uh, whether I'm I taking wanna, Seattle. You're going to lay eight and a half on the road, are you really? I kind of have to because even though Taylor was awful last year, Taylor scares me more than Mills. I know Mills is a bad quarterback, so I'm going with Seattle. They picked up a nice win against San Francisco last week. I think some of that momentum carries over. 
But Houston had like 140 total yards against Indianapolis last week. This team's awful no matter where it goes. Give me yeah. Seattle. Cannot cannot run the football at all. And then last week they uh, they doubled down on that by not being able to pass the football either. That's a 141 yards of total offense last week, Scott. <laughs> That's just fucking ridiculous. I'm with you. I, I can't back a team that does that. Um, Memon says, uh, Zewa Carter, <laughs> rather, says Dallas, the the over in that Cowboys game. I could see it going that way. I, I, really, I can see I really it. Could. I just think if Washington's going to win, I think they're going to have to control the clock. Yeah, that's that's, and I think their defense has been playing better. That's the that's the main thing. the mm-hmm. The defense of the of this uh, Washington football team there, and the kind of uh, little mini slump the Dallas offense has been in the last couple of games. And questionable Pollard, that kind of sealed. By the way, me. question was the total in the Army Navy game thirty five or eighty five? Was it what? Say it again. I haven't seen a single punt yet. Was the total in the Navy Army game 35 or 85? It was 35. What's the score? Uh 7-7 seven, seven, Army in the red zone. Oh. 2 minutes to go in the first quarter. Nice. Um I've had I, I took I took punt at minus 150. Didn't work out on Navy. I had uh I've been watching the Mizzou Kansas game, so and because I've got the monitor up here, I only got one screen. T-Train blew a piston today. Oh god. Uh that's Unless it's Joe Dumars. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, that's the worst. That's just... Unless you, unless you are a world-class shade tree mechanic, you're fucking taking that somewhere. And you're still going to have to get it. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to take the machine shop. And... Ugly. Good luck, Tony. That sucks, buddy. That that, that does suck. Hopefully, you can uh, win some money this week and maybe offset that a little bit. Because it ain't cheap. It ain't, it ain't what you want to have right before Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Passover, whatever. Passover's around Crete. Passover's in mm-hmm. spring, right? Yeah. April. Yeah, okay. Usually. That's spring to you and me. Lions and Broncos. Wow, the games just keep getting better. Keep getting better, buddy. Lions pick up that big first win. First win last week off the schneid against Minnesota. How the fuck did that happen? You watch that Minnesota team play uh, Thursday night. Like, how did the Detroit Lions beat that team? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Psycho. That's what they are. Um, Under. Got to keep it going. Got to keep it going. Give me the under. God, this this is the team I'm going to break out the overs. Jesus Christ. Um, okay. Well, first of all, let's start with the fact that I don't think the Broncos are ten and a half points better than anybody. I think this line. Oh, oh that's oh, that's fair. This I is, didn't say I'm. Ta- I didn't say that I'm taking the no. uh, Broncos minus the points. Oh here, no, I know. I do like the under. I know. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to justify an overplay here in any way, shape, or form. And uh, yeah, I realize that's not a that's not a good great, luck. It's not a great way to handicap. I I, to, I totally understand that. But you when you it's like it's like poker, Scott. You you got to plug you got to plug the holes in your game. And if you got too many if you got too many one side or the other, you got to figure out where the hole is. So, uh, but this is you know this is a Denver team that's done nothing but play under. They got no, they got nothing going on offense. Uh, the defense is, is good. It's not great, but it's all right. Yeah, I'm going to break my understreak, but it ain't this game. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, I've got the Lions and the points. What do you got? I'm going with the Lions plus the points because I'm not sure Denver scores more than 20 in this game. Yeah. So why would I lay double? Di- why would I lay 10 with them, basically? Yep. 
And I got to take the under because even though the Lions moved the ball at the end of the game against the Vikings on that game-winning drive, it was full prevent. The Lions did well offensively in the first half and then completely shut it down for about 28 minutes after that. Denver's defense is good. I know they lost to Kansas City by 13 last week. You had a pick six in there. Mm-hmm. So they really only gave up 15 points. Yeah. I thought they were really good last week. Give me the under. Yeah, defense defense did a good job last week. Defense certainly played well enough to win, no question about it. Lions without DeAndre Swift this week. Uh they're also missing Jamal Williams. Yep. Yeah, that's 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 certainly so true. They're using a third string running back, and I I don't think they're gonna be able to run the ball. See, the thing is, if you get to that level of running backs, I think they're just about interchangeable, Scott. DeAndre Swift may be an eight. Whoever's the third string guy may be a six and a half. I don't think that's an appreciable difference to uh I think Williams is better than whichever backup you want to use. Yeah, okay. But I uh, but how how much better? Is he a game changer? Is he worth points? How many how many points is he worth? That's what you have to quantify. I think Swift is, I'd say, worth about a point and change in comparison to Williams because I actually do think Swift in the passing game gives them a lot just from screen passes, et cetera. Williams might be worth like half a point, comparatively speaking, to the other running backs. Okay. That might, uh, be, that might be right. It's, it's not pretty because you got to remember what team you're dealing with. It's not like the Lions have no running game, so they're going to be okay throwing the ball a bunch of times. Like the passing game stinks too. Jared, now they got nothing. Jared Goff on a heater, buddy. Threw for 300 last uh, week. Yes, he's on a heater. T-Train says when the Pistons don't piss, you're going nowhere. <laughs> Too much ton, mm-hmm. not enough piss. Absolutely true. Giants at Chargers. Another big number. Chargers at home laying 10. God, another team. You know, fuck, are you really 10 points better than anybody? Uh, 43 is the number there for this one. You know. Give me the over. I'm taking a stance on one. Give me the over. It's a hot take, but I'm taking the over. With the Giants? Yeah, I'm going to do it. I think this total's too low. Wow. Okay. I don't think the Chargers' defense is very good. Okay. And I get that Mike Glennon's probably a quarterback. It's not Jake Fromm, so I guess that's a step in the right direction. But Miami's defense is a pretty solid unit. I think we'd agree with that. So even though Glennon's struggled in a short spot start, I think he'll look better with a full week of prep going into this game. The Chargers defensively, we've seen be a mess on several occasions. And the Giants defense is okay, but the game's in a dome. Herbert seemed like he got his groove back last week. I know that Keenan Allen's out, which is going to hurt, but I do think that the Chargers will move the ball a bit and the Giants will move the ball a bit. I'm actually going to take the over, and I'm going to take the Giants plus the points. I think the spread's a little bit too high. That's my somewhat bold call of the week. Mm, Okay. Well, this Chargers team has done nothing but disappoint me. Um, I've been wrong on them at every turn. But I'm I, taking the points. I can't get behind this Giants offense, buddy. I can't I can't do it. They've, they've scored 10 points a game their last three games. No, no, can't do it. I don't know what I don't know what's wrong with Barkley. I don't know why they can't run the football, but they can't. Uh, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to take the Chargers and the under. I think my I'm laying the ten with the, I'm laying the, the ten with the total. Chargers. Yeah. I, I do think that number is a bit high for the Chargers. Yeah, the number is a bit high for the Chargers, in my opinion. I don't disagree. I just I just hate this Giants offense so much right now. And you are taking fair the enough over. I got you down. All right. Um, second to the last game, the Battle of the Bees, Scott. Super Bowl preview right here, buddy. 
Bills something like that. Bills travel down to the Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Uh, Buccaneers laying three and a half at home. 54 is the total. Oh, I forgot about the 54 on this one. Uh, T-Train says it depends on which Chargers team shows up. Yeah, no shit. Uh, it, the only thing you can bet on, it'll be the opposite one of what I think is going to show up. That's pretty much the way it is. Uh, Giants been hanging out in my town, uh, Tucson this week. Uh, my New York friends said we can keep them. <laughs> you can probably, probably plug the Jets in there as well, right? Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, you definitely can make that argument. Hey, quick update from my Tigers. Uh, four minutes left in the first half. Mizzou down by 15. Congratulations. The dogs are not barking okay. today. It sounded like they were barking, but you know. That's a lot. That's a live looking at the Mizzou offense right now. As far as this one goes. Uh, here's a, a little a, a little heads up for you, Scott. Anytime you hear the dog start barking and everything goes silent, that's a good that's a good opportunity for you to talk. It means the truth is, I wasn't sure if I was waiting for another dog bark or I was trying to pace it. <laughs> trying to talk in between the a, barks. Is that an omen for Buffalo this week, or do you think that they get buried? Two schools of thought here, brother. One of them is Buffalo ain't that good, and what we saw last week was a very indicative of the type of team they are. I'm throwing last week in the garbage. The other school of thought is this is an excellent bounce-back opportunity for the Bills and Sean McDermott to rally the troops, fly that Buffalo flag high, and go down there and make a real fucking statement and declare yourself back in the race because you're the Buffalo Bills. My dog has a hot take. The issue that yes. we have is that, <laughs> Agree, JC. Do you agree with that, though, that, I'm, that, that tossing last week in the garbage is probably the right move because the weather was so bad? I don't exactly know what takeaways you can have when one team attempts three passes. Can you really have a takeaway in that game? Yeah, you can't stop the run. There's did my, they have a hard time stopping the there's run? There's my takeaway. One carry from Harris for 60-something yards and a touchdown. Buffalo's defense only gave up 14 points. They really were not that bad. Um, you know, they. you're right. If you take away... Although that's not that's not how of course it works, you know but... that's selective because you're picking and choosing which plays you can keep and which plays you can't. But the point is, is that Buffalo we know can't run the ball, we know New England can, and the game was played in weather where you couldn't throw the ball. So it was really a perfect condition, just weather wise, for New England to win. Yep. Kind of have to toss that game in the garbage. Okay, you say so. I'm still taking Tampa. What do we? What, how about how about how about the uh, how about that uh, blizzard they played in down there in Jacksonville when they lost nine to six? What do we? What do we? we That's throw, a hell of a game. We throw that one out too. Uh, no, that one you can keep. Okay, all right. But I'm taking Tampa and I'm taking the over. Uh, it simply put, it's not even the game last week. It's the fact that with Tre'Davious White being injured, that Bill's secondary is a mess, and you couldn't tell from last week because they didn't end up. Uh, throwing the ball at all for New England, but with White out, do you trust any of those corners? No, no, and that's and that's the problem. They've they've been able to kind of put it together with bailing wire and spit, but any any team basically with a with a with a quarterback that has a pulse has been able to beat the shit out of this Tampa Bay defense. Yeah. Wait, Tampa or Buffalo? No, I was I was speaking of Tampa with it with their corner situation. Well, the, both of them are bad, but I'm saying without White. I do think Buffalo secondary is significantly worse than it was previously. So I like the over. I think oh. both teams will move the ball. Yeah. But I have a hard time trusting Buffalo when there is no offensive balance 
with that team because they actually cannot run the football. Now, Tampa's run defense has kind of been a mixed bag. Since Vita Vea came back, the run defense has been better. If Buffalo's really going to throw the ball 40-something times because they kind of need to, you're expecting, what, one or two Allen interceptions? Maybe more? Yeah, that might not be. I think turnovers will be an issue. Thomas Bowe, Jags 9, Bill 6. Exactly my point. Yeah, that's that's that was exactly my point. Can we throw that one out? Yeah, no, that's... I'm going with Tampa, and I'm going with the over. Okay, I'm with you. I'm... I'm... I think I think the Bills will come out with a better game plan than they had last week. I agree that the I, I'm just busting your balls a little bit. I, I don't think you can throw that game out. It it did say a lot about the metal of those two teams. I just don't know what the takeaway is though. It's a spot where Buffalo was close. They had a shot to win the game. Their kicker missed a kick in the fourth quarter because he kicked it right down the middle, and the wind blew at 45 degrees or 45. You know. Whatever to the left. And remember that was I, that I, was the, that know, was with the that was the good side as you called it, Scott. That was the good side, but that's the point, is that I don't I don't know how I can look at that game and go, Allen was terrible. This team couldn't stop the run. Could they not stop the run? Or did New England just run the ball 46 times? I, I, I don't know. So I'm going to toss it out, but give me Tampa anyway. Okay. All right. So you're not running over shoe. Um, or Sue. JC, I'm with yeah. you. NFL oh. card's not great. Can we get some cornhole action? <laughs> I don't want to put out a request over the internet for cornhole action. I'm just saying. I just, so fair that, enough. That you sounds... don't search it up on Google. <laughs> do not search question. for cornhole action on Google. Kids, don't do that. If there's anybody young listening, which seeing their demographics, there isn't. But <laughs> if somebody's paying attention in the room, don't do that. I hold in my hand the last game of the week, Scott. Not really. But this is a game that they didn't flex out. It's an NFC North battle. It's the Packers. How do you not flex Buffalo-Tampa to the Sunday night game? I think because that Buffalo-Bills performance is just too fresh in people's minds from last week. I think you understand my point. I do. You gotta. You cannot put Justin Fields on primetime and expect people to be excited. Bet, bet the farm pick NFL game. I'm new to the show, which is, by the way, very underrated. Thank you. Thank but you very much. For bet the farm NFL picks, it's kind of an oxymoron because we would never bet the farm on any of these games. But we have them coming up right after, right after this game. We have our favorite picks. Yep. But we don't have a farm play. Yeah, we did. We we did. We spoiler alert though. We did hit our farm yesterday. Uh, the racers were racing seven in a row, baby. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, Bears Packers twelve and a half forty three. God, you got to thread the needle again here. You want to play the you want to play the Packers in the under. Uh, no more Andy Dalton, buddy. Just punch me in the not, not gonna have the not gonna have the red rifle to kick around anymore. Can I interest you in? They might get Allen Robinson back. So that's that's huge. That that is huge. Now he can uh, he has somebody. Is it huge? No, I was gonna say now he has somebody else just to stare at him and be pissed off when he doesn't throw. I was the gonna football. say like you know he's a good receiver <laughs> historically speaking, but this season no matter who's a wide receiver they can't throw the ball. And why is that? Because the quarterback plays atrocious. <laughs> Is there a future for Fields? Is what have we got here? Because he will, he has he has thrown, he has shown the arm strength, he has shown the ability to make NFL throws, but he hasn't shown the ability to do it consistently. Um, without I haven't dove incredibly deep into it, but the rumblings I'm hearing, he's not great at recognizing defenses yet. That's not unusual for a rookie quarterback. The thing is, uh, the question is, can he get better? Will he get better? I put him in the same boat as Zach Wilson. He's on a crappy team, and he's getting his ass kicked. 
Can you really read much into it? I'm not. You think Nagy's a very solid offensive mind that's perfect for a young quarterback? Of course not. Right. No. Fields no. got injured because the system and really just the lack of cohesion from top to bottom, even from the front office, has gotten him killed. And that's why I missed a couple of games. So I'm not going to roast Fields. I wasn't a big fan of him coming into the NFL. But when you're going to the Bears and they haven't had a good quarterback since uh, Jim McMahon, Jay yeah, Cutler, maybe? You, you can even make the case that Jim McMahon was overrated, but yeah. Jim, like Jay Cutler, maybe, for a year? Yeah. Like, you're going to a factory of sadness for quarterbacks. It's like blaming a Cleveland quarterback for being awful over there. Like, What are you supposed to do? Yeah, you know? I, I agree. I agree. It's, 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 so I don't like Fields as a quarterback, but I'm not going to blame him for what's happened this year. He's the product of an awful system right now. Well, I can tell you, it just takes one, man, because Kansas City was in those same doldrums. The, the Brody Croyle, Brady Quinn... Yeah, Damon Heward, you know, we were we were stuck in that same cycle. It just takes it just takes that one dude. Of course, you know, we had Alex Smith, which was certainly a great placeholder. You, you had Trent Green for a little while. He wasn't that bad. Uh yeah, but that's you're going back. There was the, the doldrums there in the in pretty saying, much all Trent of the two. Green was okay. You had you had Montana for about a year or two. Okay, now we're just going back before you were born. I'm saying they they went for the veteran approach, which is what Chicago tried to do, but I think Joe Montana is better than uh, Andy Dalton. I like trading our shitty player for your shitty player when they traded Orton for for Cutler. That was that was yeah. one of my personal favorites. As far as this game goes, Scott, yeah, let's get out of here. We're gonna wrap we're gonna wrap this up. Give uh, me the Packers in the under. How do you? I don't know. I don't know how you don't play that. I, this is I think Nagy shouldn't have a job. So I'm going to fade the terrible coach. This is the the Packers team is is the about the only thing you can really count on this season. As far as the spread, they're ten and two against the number. Bears have been awful against the number. Odds it's maker. in Lambeau. Rogers owns Chicago. It's going to be pain and suffering. Yeah, I agree. I agree. This is a Bears offense that's averaging less than seventeen points, and I don't think they get close to that. I'll take the the, the I'll take the threadiest of thread needles here, Scott. And you know what? No, I'm not going to do it. I'm taking the Packers. I am going to play the over though. I think the I think the okay. Packers could give me thirty one ten. I think the hack I think the Packers could hang thirty one to thirty five on them, and uh, um, yeah. So I and I'll give you the under, and I totally understand the logic there. By the way, so uh, I we just go- said thirty one ten. I think Chicago contributes nothing. That that's that's really going to be the question. So we go to halftime, Scott. The Kansas Jayhawks holding a minuscule twenty two point lead. I have uh, okay. all I have to do is keep from losing by more than one point in the second half. I I think I'm in good shape. You're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. By the way, this is not a gambling strategy I would ever recommend to anybody. Don't ever bet with your heart. And I put a very nominal amount. I put twenty dollars on my Tigers just to have a little rooting interest. But go Tigers because I knew I, I wouldn't be able to root for them to win the game because they would have absolutely mm-hmm. no shot. And uh, at least you didn't take the first half. No, at least I didn't take the first half. So. I did get I did did get Colorado State home though. I'm pretty happy about that. So, Scott, there's only one thing left to do, and let's do it right now. Get ready for our five thousand star whale play. Fade the public sharks one million unit lock of the century. By the way, some people talking about the Rams on Monday night. I'm not going to give that away. That'll leave us nothing for the show on Monday. So I'm going to say I'll save our pick. Yeah, we that. don't talk about the Monday night game. We don't. Th- we do not speak of it. It is dead to us until Monday. All right, Scott. Hey, losers walk. All right. So for this one, I'm going to be looking at a matchup between the Broncos and the Lions, and I'm taking the Lions team total under 16 and a half at minus 133 on Fox bet. The Lions 
have scored less than 17 points in four of their last five games. The only exception was last week's game against Minnesota, and we know Minnesota's an absolute psycho team. Now Detroit has really no quality running backs left on the roster. Swift is out. We already knew that. Jamal Williams got COVID yesterday. He's officially out. You have a third-string running back and a fourth-string running back as your main two options. I don't exactly expect that to go well on the ground. But Denver's defense has been very good lately. They've allowed less than 17 points in four of their last five games. Technically three of the last five, but Kansas City finished with 22 points because of a pick six. So I'm not going to blame the defense for that. The point is that the Broncos have one of the most underrated defenses in all of football, and it's even better at home. The Lions with no ground game and with Goff, who we know is still awful, despite the nice fourth quarter comeback last week. I expect the Lions to score around 10 to 13 points in this game, but 16 and a half involves them scoring two touchdowns and kicking a field goal. I don't see that happening. Give me the team total under. All right. Fair enough, Scott. Um, you know, I've, 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 I'm really, I've, I'm torn between a, a couple of different picks here. I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to out Reichel, Reichel, um, Reichel, Reichel. Just thought of that. Sorry. All good. Did you, did you ever get, did you ever get a hard time about that due to the Seinfeld reference? No, because a lot of the people my age group didn't watch Seinfeld as much as they should, but I got the reference as soon as he said it. No, I knew you, I knew you, I counted on you, buddy. I, that's why you and I can hang, but yeah, I counted on you, but I'm going to, I'm going to go to the uh, Reichel playbook here first quarter indeed and you know who i'm gonna play in the first quarter scott uh any ideas oh of course kansas city chiefs absolutely absolutely we have talked about this a lot in the past andy reed is the master of the scripted plays and it has never been more evident than it has been this season absolutely stunning um i don't i don't have the stats in front of me because i've been very busy today but we, you, if, if you are a regular listener to the show, a regular viewer of the show, you guys know we talk about this, uh, about how good the scripted plays have been, and they have been outstanding. Uh, this is a Las Vegas team that does not score well in the first quarter. They average just uh, three and a half points per game in the first quarter. It takes them a while to get going. And uh, I like I like the Chiefs in the first quarter. I don't like what the offense has done after that, Scott. It's, it's Once the script runs out, it's an ugly day. But for the first drive, or even if they go three and out, we saw it a couple weeks ago, they went three and out in the first drive, they got the ball back, they immediately stayed with the script, went down, drove right down the field, scored a touchdown. I like Chiefs' first half. We're going to call it, uh, we'll call it minus three in the first quarter. Right, Sorry, I said, I said half, but yeah, first quarter. Cool. All right, there you go. Uh, Brad Crawford says, I hope you guys are right. I'll give the uh, I'll give the Rammers another chance. If they don't cover, that means I got rammed in the beep again. I think, we, I think we've all been rammed in the beep a couple of times this year, buddy. Uh, but it's time to stop. It's time to turn around to get rammed in the front. No, that's not right. All right, Scott. Hey, I'm giddy because we get 48 hours off. I'm pretty excited about that. We get 48 hours off. All we have to do yep, is our have a nice weekend. all we have to do is our regular pick job. So cool. Yep. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking us out. Let's. Uh, I, we we appreciate everybody hanging out. It's kind of a little looser format. We have a little more fun. Not like that lockdown shit we do during the week, but you know, we kind of let down our hair and have the backdrop tilted <laughs> whatnot. So anyway, what do you got somewhere to be? What do you, mm -hmm, you're, you're giving me the anyway. 
Are you giving me the fucking anyway right I'm now? I'm not giving you the anyway. I thought, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just letting you do your thing. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I'm like a siren. I get, I, get, I get wound up here at the end. So, hey. I'm just waiting for your dog to start barking. <laughs> I know. I'm really, I'm really pressing our luck here. You guys have a great day. Have a great fucking weekend. Let's go out there and beat the shit out of these books. All right? If you don't go beat the shit out of the books, I'll cuss even more. And that'll teach you. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Scott, you have a great weekend, too. Good luck on all your plays. And we'll see you guys right back here at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central on... Heading back to the window with Scott and Scott. We'll see you Monday. Take care, everybody.